When it comes to decisions, what kind of a person are you? Are you the type of person that as soon as you've made your mind up, you go ahead and just jump, get it done, and know that this was the right decision for you? Or are you the type of person that has an idea in your head and needs confirmation before you leap? And then you second guess and second guess and second guess until that decision that you've made doesn't even seem like a good idea. That was me. That's always been me. And I feel like the reason this has been me is because I never trusted my intuition. I never trusted myself because I had this thought in my head that I would always let myself down because I did. I always let myself off the hook because... Who else was depending on me? Nobody. I was the only one looking out for me. So who cared if I didn't do it? Who cares if I didn't go the extra mile or if I didn't eat today or if I didn't work out today or if I didn't work today? I'm the only one that's going to benefit from it. No one else is. So my decisions were based upon whether or not I was going to die from it or just survive from it. Does that make sense? So I never did anything extra. I never did anything that made me step outside of my comfort zone and created a better life for me because I was scared. So the benefit that it had for me by second-guessing myself and not doing the things that I wanted to do was allowing me to play small. And this is another inner child thing. When I was younger, I, in one house, of course, you know that I come from a divorced family. So in one house, my father's house that I grew up in primarily, I was the youngest. And I know my siblings hated me for this because we were given chores, And my parents used to tell my older siblings, help Colleen, she's small. She's littler than you, you have to help her. And they were pissed off at me for this. This was not a good thing. It wasn't like, they didn't feel a sense of empowerment. Like, oh, let me help my baby sister because I'm a good person. It was like, why doesn't she have to do it? Just because she's small? You know, so it was basically a punishment to help me. So in my head, I put it as a punishment. If I'm small, I don't have to work hard, right? So this was the benefit I had by allowing myself to make decisions that wouldn't stick or not make a decision or just go with the path that someone else has chosen for me or the path that didn't look as hard. Until I started realizing that there's something inside of me that is steering me towards greatness. Do you remember a few weeks ago I talked about how I was sitting in the backseat of my dad's car and I was like, I am destined for greatness. I, there has to be more than this for me. But that fear always stopped me from doing the things that I knew were calling me and I allowed it to happen. And I would depend on other people to make these decisions for me and it led me into a place where I wasn't fulfilled at all. And I would just sit back 
and I would then place blame. So decisions are a big thing. I realized a couple weeks ago, um, so of course I have a coach. Any good coach has a coach, right? Everybody needs a coach. Sometimes you just need someone to see the things for you that you don't see. So she made me do this um, chart. It's called the human design. I don't know if you have heard about it. There's a website and you get this chart and it basically tells you what kind of a manifester you are, what kind of a person you are. And when I did the chart and then I looked it up, I went on YouTube because YouTube is the most amazing tool you'll ever have. Um, because there's so many people on there that are so much smarter than you and can find you the answers you need. So I did this chart and it told me that I was a manifesting generator and I had no idea what the hell that was. I just knew that I wasn't very good at manifesting exactly what I wanted. And then they told me that this is the type of person I am. So I think of something like, oh my God, I need a vacation. And then I don't act upon it until all the signs point to I need a vacation. So there's going to be like a commercial on TV to that exact place that I want to go. And then someone in my path says, oh my God, let's go on a vacation. So all of the signs have have to point in the direction of what I want. And then I leap. Because it feels good and I know that that's for sure. But I didn't know that about myself. I didn't know that I needed that res- that that reassurance. So I just stopped as soon as I had the thought like, oh, I can't do that. I can't go on a vacation. I don't have the money. I have too many kids. I have too many responsibilities, blah, 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 blah. So my decisions were always made or not made depending on my outside circumstances and not my intuition. So I realized that if it was not put in front of you, it would not be meant for you. And that's good or bad. So the things that are put in, for, in front of you are exactly what you should be doing or should be seeing or whatever. Like even the bad stuff, those are your lessons. Not saying like jump right into the you know barrel of drugs and alcohol. No, 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 no. That's your lesson. How do you choose What path do you want for yourself? I mean, it's not a trick like God, the universe, whatever you believe in is not going to lead you down the path of of destruction, but they're going to show you the path of destruction and say, hey, this side is better. Go this way. So I did something this week and nobody agreed with me about it. And it had to do with my children. Um, A couple years ago, when my oldest, who was about to be 18, I think she was about to turn 16. And in girls, that's when the challenges start, right? Because they start becoming who they really want to be. I was really going through a bout of anxiety because as soon as she walked out the door, I could not control her anymore. Then I realized it's not about control. You can't control other people. And when you try to control other people, you get backlash and it becomes a strain. Nobody wants to be controlled. We like, when I think about like how we raise our children, I think about like all of the 
Marvel comics and stuff when you just put a little helmet on or you give someone a shot and and now you're mind controlling. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be controlled. Nobody wants other people to tell them what to do. Now, if you ask them what to do, they're able to make a decision. So when she was about 16, um, I listened to this podcast by Dr. Wayne Dyer, and he said this, and of course I'm going to paraphrase, our children are not ours to keep. They're given to us to love and to nurture and to protect for a short time, and we're supposed to give them all that we have and all of the morals and all of the good stuff. So that way, when they grow up and when it's time for them to leave the nest, they're prepared. By us holding them back, we're taking away their power. And every time they make a decision and we're like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't jump off the couch, little Susie, you're going to get hurt. What happens? They don't understand consequences. So I'm not saying like, let your kids jump off like the Empire State Building. I'm saying allow them to take risks, allow them to make decisions. So when my 16-year-old would walk out the door and then when she got her driver's license and she was never around, I would do this. I would close my eyes and I would say three times because three is the magic number and the magic word is thank you. I would say thank you, thank you, thank you for her protection. Thank you, thank you, thank you for her confidence. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the ease and flow of traffic. And I would go on to thank you, thank you, thank you for her safe arrival to her destination. Thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing her home to me. You understand where I'm going with this, right? And it allowed me to breathe easy because I knew that she was being protected by whoever it was that was supposed to protect her, whatever it is that you believe in, okay? So I encourage you to try that. So then I started doing it for my son who isn't as self-motivated as my daughter. My daughter always goes above and beyond when it comes to her responsibilities. My son kind of needs to be pushed. And then I realized because he turned 16 yesterday when he didn't want to go to school, he was out of school for a full week because he was sick. And the more I pressured him, the more he resisted. But the more I allow him to make his own decisions, the more he's responsible for his own consequences, right? I can't control him any more than he can control me. So I'd allow him to make his decisions. Well, this is what you want in your future. You want X, Y, Z. You want to be successful. You want to go to college. You want to play football. You want to do all of these things well. X, Y, Z has to happen before you do it. And guess what? Here is your magic wand. You get to decide what it is that you want to do. Because if I keep pushing him and I keep telling him what to do, I'm not allowing him to decipher for himself or take that control or take that power for himself to make his own decisions. And then if he fails, he's the only one that can say, okay, well now let me get up and try again. Because if I make those decisions for him and he fails, it's my fault, right? Do we understand? And it was almost freeing when I said, when I wash my hands of, not wash my hands like said goodbye to my children, when I actually handed them the opportunity to make their own decisions on a silver platter and said, here, 
You decide what kind of a person you want to be. You decide how you want your life to turn out. And that's empowering on both ends. That's empowering on me and that's empowering on the other person. I always say like in my relationship, sometimes there's ego, sometimes there's not. But when you are a grown ass adult, nobody wants to be told what to do. Like, so if I say to my significant other, hey, take that garbage out. No, they're not going to do it. You're not my parent. I am not a child. But if you say nicely, hey, could you do me a favor and X, Y, Z, you're more inclined to do it, right? It's not manipulation. It's consideration. Is that a proper word? This, it's early this morning here. So I can't figure out what words to use, but just know that decisions are ours. That's our superpower. We are given this opportunity to decide what kind of a life that we want to live. We're given this opportunity to decide who we want to be in this life and what kind of opportunities we want to have. What path we want to go down. We are 100% responsible for the life we live. Everything that happens to us is our fault, right? That hurts, doesn't it? Because you kind of want to place blame like I have a shitty life because of X, Y, Z. No, you have a shitty life because you're not looking at the right parts of your life. If you actually became super grateful and decided that you have a really amazing life, guess what kind of a life you're going to have? Make that decision. Make that decision to be happy. Make that decision to be proud of the life that you have. Make that decision to allow other people to make decisions for themselves. And then just decide, hey, I got your back if you want me to help you. I'm always going to be here if you want me to help you. You know, we can't, we can't live other people's lives. And by trying to, all we're doing is taking away our peace. We can't make anybody else's decisions. And by trying to, all we're doing is taking away our peace and their freedom. So let me give you this piece of advice. And I learned this the hard way. Offer people opportunities. Offer to help. Explain to them where you've come from, what you've done and how you've gotten here and then allow them to do it for themselves because that's what we want. We're here on this earth to live a life of happiness and expansion. Nobody wants that to be taken away and the people who have had that taken away, what kind of a life are they living? So, I hope that you've enjoyed this talk today. We got an extra one in this week because I felt like there was just more to talk about. I like these little snippets so that way you can keep coming back and coming back and coming back. And I've enjoyed this conversation so much. And I would like you to join me for more. So please keep coming back. And if you want to book a one-on-one with me, just email me at colleenp12 at yahoo.com or find me on Instagram and Facebook and we'll be able to talk together. And I hope it happens soon. I offer you so much love and so many blessings and have an amazing day.
Today, I wanted to talk about being defenseless, but I actually feel like this is a really hard topic to discuss if we don't understand the reason why being defenseless is so important. The need to defend yourself comes from ego. Ego is fear. If anybody has ever read anything on the spiritual level, like um, if you've read any book by Gabby Bernstein or Abraham Hicks or any of that, you know that ego is that voice inside your head that's basically screaming for control. Those gentle whispers, that's the real you. That's the voice of love. The voice that says there's no need to defend. And the reason I say this is when you feel the re- the actual need to defend yourself, it means that you don't actually believe or feel totally secure in the, de- the decisions, the words or the actions that you have to defend. So my advice to you is before you act, think. And while you're thinking, find the love in each thought. So that way, when you act, you act out of love and not out of fear or not out of the need to defend yourself. Because why are we defending ourselves in the first place, right? When you think about defense, there's always fear behind it. There's always a lack behind it. There's always that fight or flight. So why are you defending yourself? Let me give you some examples. When we act outside of love, when we act in fear or anxiety or mistrust, it's because we're not relying on our inner self to do the actual work for us. We're relying on the cause and the effect, right? So this happened to me, so this is how I'm going to react. And now, because I'm not so sure that the way that I reacted was actually good or meaningful, I have to defend it. So being defenseless goes a lot like this. Find yourself. Do the work that it takes to be the person that you really love and that you admire and that inspires you. And then act as that person. Act out of love. See others with love, see your actions with love, find that joy, and then you'll be able to sit back in your decisions and your actions and say, okay, I'm good with that. And even if it wasn't something that you are 100% sure of, you know that this is still a lesson. You know that you are still growing. You're okay with the fact that, okay, well, maybe that wasn't the right decision, but it was a decision, right? There's no need to defend yourself ever if you're acting out of love. If you're acting with your true self, there's no need to defend yourself. And by giving up this need to defend, you find a sense of freedom. I was reading a book the other day. Actually, no, 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 I'm sorry. I was listening to a a podcast the other day and it was amazing. My coach actually sent it to me. It was by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Dyer, I'm sorry. And it was called You Are Worthy. And it talked about your pursuit to live your true life, to live to your higher self. And it said, 
one of the ways to get there, to live that life of peace and joy and love is to never complain and never explain, right? So be happy with where you are. Understand that where you are is where you're supposed to be. Where you are is exactly the lesson that you need to see. It's exactly the feeling that you need to feel. And they're exactly the thoughts that you're okay with having. You can't define every thought in this minute. You can't define every action in this minute. But every action and every thought becomes something to move you forward to the next step and to the next level. And as long as you are acting in love and acting out of the pursuit of growth, the need to defend disappears. The need to explain yourself disappears. And there won't be a need to complain. The, way, the reasons you are complaining are because of lack. The reasons you are complaining is because you're not happy with the things that you have. So find the things that you want. Realize that the things that you have are a stepping stone to get the things that you want and appreciate them now. If you are not happy with your life, change it. If you are not happy with your job, change it. If you are not feeling the love, find it. Find it in yourself. Be able to step outside the fear and find the love so that you can be defenseless. When I first heard that phrase, I was actually in the beginning of my journey towards my spirituality or finding my more spiritual self. And I started reading a book by Gabby Bernstein and it was called um, Super Attractor. And this was in the beginning of my coaching days when I was a wellness coach. So I worked with a company for health and wellness and fitness and nutrition and all this other stuff. And I thought that the title of this book, Super Attractor, was going to help me attract more clients, attract more money, get more and it was but not in the re or not in the way that i thought it was going to what it was allowing me to do in this book was attract my inner self was attract more peace was attract more happiness find myself in the way that i'm supposed to be in that joy in the way that i was created from birth, we're not created with a sense of lack or a sense of fear or a sense of hatred. We're created in this amazing little body. And we get to experience life for the first time with an very new eyes and a very innocent heart. And over time, we these experiences teach us how to be. And our brain comes up with these little ticks or these little responses for these experiences that we have and we create the life that we want. And we have choices. We can take these experiences that we have and understand them as lessons or we can understand them as fear and lack and hate. 
you get that choice. And in the book, Super Attractor, she talked about being defenseless. And in this point in my life, I was full of defense. I was full of fear. I was full of anxiety. I was full of depression because I was relying on the outside world to give me what I need instead of relying on my inner self to steer me in the direction of what I wanted. So let me explain that a little bit differently. When we're looking for things to fill a void, we will never find what we actually need. But when we are looking for the love and the peace and the joy in life, we find the things that we need and want because they're already present inside of us. And what I realized was if I am acting out of love and joy and gratitude and appreciation, there's no need to defend because my actions are true and good. And when I am defending, it's because I don't believe my own actions. I don't believe what I'm doing to be of my true self. Does that make sense? So how do you get to this point? You have to find a way to get back to your true self every single day. You know, I, I talk about this quite often and I say that every single day I wake up not feeling my greatest. I wake up because it's an automatic trigger response. I wake up sometimes angry, sometimes frustrated, sometimes worried. And what I do is I take the time to backtrack and figure out why I'm feeling this way. So I write things down like... I am angry because maybe I slept on the wrong side of the bed or I fell asleep in, in the baby's bed because she was not sleeping through the night and now I'm uncomfortable. I'm not really angry. I'm just tired. And then I write down, I am worried because I'm worried because maybe today I won't have enough money to do X, Y, Z. And then I turn it around. Is that true? Abundance is always there for me. Everything that I need is given to me in that very moment. I have never in my life gone without. And I want you to think about that for yourself. I have never in my, in my life gone without. I have always been given what I need. So what I do is I take these feelings that I'm having, I allow them to process and I figure out why I'm actually having this feeling instead of just going through my day saying, I'm angry, I'm angry, I'm angry, I'm angry, I'm angry, because I'm really not. I'm just feeling some feelings that I need to process. And then I start working my way out of that. Well, I know why I'm angry. What if I was happy? What if I found the joy in every single day? What if I just appreciated exactly what I had, the fact that I have a daughter to nurture and love and to be her support, the fact that I've been given such amazing things and the opportunity to show love in every day. 
So what I'm doing is I'm discovering why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. And then I'm turning it around to discover exactly what it is that I want to feel and what it would be like to actually feel good. And then I realize, of course, I'm happy. Of course, I appreciate all that there is in life. Of course, this life is meant for me. And then again, I get really appreciative. And I say how much I am grateful for the opportunity to be someone's mom. How much I am grateful to be able to wake up every single day and do what I want with this day. I appreciate the love that I have in my life. I appreciate the love that I have in my heart so I can share it with others and guide and be guided. I appreciate all of the money that I have received in my life because it has allowed me to be free and feel supported. A couple weeks back, I started watching this show on Apple TV. It's called Truth Be Told. And the reason I'm telling you this is because this show really resonated with me. So it's about a woman who is a journalist and she became a podcaster. And what she does is she goes above and beyond, challenges every belief, everything that comes up and basically solves murders and goes above and beyond what like the police and, um, the police actually found, you know, and the reason she does that is because she like digs deeper. She asks the right questions and she challenges all of the normal beliefs or the normal things. And she actually looks outside the box. And why this resonated with me was because of this. For the past year and a half, almost two years, that's what I have been doing not the podcast thing. Yes, I started a podcast a couple years ago and I never finished it because I needed a new premise. So it wasn't that that sat with me. It was the fact that she challenged everything. And for the past year and a half, two years, that's what I have been doing. I have been challenging every thought, every belief that I have ever had in my entire life. Why? Because I don't want to be the person that doesn't grow. I don't want to stay where I'm standing for the rest of my life. Reason being is I love who I am. I love the person that I that I have become. But I have never in my life felt satisfied. I have never felt worthy or enough or that I deserved anything. And I didn't understand why. And it's funny because this morning when I was talking to um, the people in my challenge groups, I run with a success partner challenge groups for fitness, nutrition, personal development, and all that other stuff. And I went live in there this morning and I was talking about First, I saw my shoulders and I and it just struck me that I was a hairdresser for so many years and I always had shoulder pain because I never did the work to actually make them strong. And then I realized that my lessons in life started back then. My entire career, actually, let me let me rephrase that. I have always been handed things. Because people saw in me things that I did not see. 
So let me go back to um, the beginning of my career. I was 17 years old and I did cosmetology through vocational school and it just came naturally. I loved it. It was amazing. It was something that I was really, really good at. And other people saw this in me. It gave me a lot of pride. It gave me a lot of confidence, things like that. And because people saw my abilities, they saw my worth, they saw my strengths, I was given things, like I was given opportunities. Um, I was given an opportunity by my teacher at the time to apprentice at her salon. So I went and worked for her. And at the same time, a friend of mine um, offered me a position at the salon across the street that she walked worked for, which was back in the day, well, still is, basically illegal um, to work at two salons in that close of vicinity. But she offered me a job. And then when I got out of school at 17 years old, I left school with a career and a position behind the chair because somebody believed in me. But I took it for granted. I felt like the fact that I did not work for this position and I did not try hard for this position and the fact that it was handed to me that I wasn't worthy, that it wasn't a good enough position. Like if I didn't have to work for it, it must not be that good of a deal. And the same thing happened to me later on down the road. Um, of course, I had been given other jobs and other opportunities. And then um, when I was about to get divorced, I think I was about 29, 30 years old, a friend of mine from high school opened up a prestigious cosmetology school in my area. And I went and looked at it. And it got it came into my mind that, that maybe this is something I would like to do, like become an instructor. So I approached her, you know, just to see what things were involved. And I knew that back then, Actually, sorry, I did not know. I assumed that I could not afford it because I was a single mother, because they didn't have accreditation. There was no financial aid. I'd have to like get a loan or pay for this out of my pocket. And I could barely make ends meet. I could barely pay my bills. My ex-husband at the time was paying all of my bills and the pittance that I was making because I just went back behind the chair after having my kids would go to put food on the table and things like that. So I assumed in my head that this was something that was completely off the table. So I went, I looked at the school, I found out all the information and then I just let it go. And probably a couple months later, a couple weeks or a couple months, I can't remember the timeline. She actually called me and offered me an opportunity to go through the teaching program and kind of work it off. So it was an amazing opportunity. Me, I didn't take it like that. I took it like, um, it's a shit show. You know, this is not a deal. If this opportunity was actually worthwhile and it was a big deal, it wouldn't have been offered to me. See, it wasn't the opportunity that I didn't value. It was my self-worth that I didn't value. I thought that because it was offered to me, it wasn't a worthy opportunity. Does that make sense to you? So I didn't take it for everything that it was worth. And I took it as like, basically like we were playing house or we were playing school or whatever it was. It, it, it never struck me as being the incredible opportunity that I was given. 
And through my time there, I was given so many other opportunities. Like um, very soon afterwards, I was offered a position there. And then I was offered, you know, like a promotion there and things like that. And I never saw the value in it because I didn't value myself in this position. So here I am years and years later, um, I was actually given a position at my salon to become salon coordinator. And I just thought that she was giving it to me because she had no other choice. And I was just someone to fill a position, not the fact that my skills and, and the things that she saw in me were worthy of this position. It was just something made up because she was helping me out. So cut to now the present. About five year, years ago, I met a man and we decided to join our lives together. We decided to enter into a relationship and grow our futures together and have a child. And I already had two children and all this other things. He was very well established. I was not, or at least I thought I was not. I had grown so much in my path you know, as an individual, but I thought because I did not have the money and I had all of this, what I considered baggage, um, that I wasn't worthy of the opportunities that were about to present myself. So soon after we got together, we decided to have a child. Soon after that, um, he bought a house. And I thought, of it, not as our home, but as his home that he was allowing me and my big kids to live in. I felt like I was a burden. I felt like I was not worthy of this joining of lives. I didn't see it as a partnership. I didn't see it as something so valuable to our lives that it could actually be because I was worthy. So I never learned that truth. I never understood why I kept getting handed things. I thought it was just because, well, they had no other choice. They had nobody better. So they might as well have given it to me. It wasn't because they saw something great in me. So here we are. I never did the work. I never looked into it. I never thought about how worthy, how exceptional how talented or creative or loving or I never took into consideration the things that other people saw in me and allowed myself to feel it like, oh, shit, I am worthy of this. I am great enough to be given this. And gifts aren't given to you because people feel bad for you. People give you things or offer you opportunities because they see something in you. Sit with that for a moment. Change your thoughts on that for a moment. And this is where this is where I'm coming from with all of this. The more we challenge our beliefs, the more we see ourselves for who we really are. If I didn't take this journey two and a half years ago, I wouldn't be able to see this the the fact that I am worthy of these things. I manifested this. Okay, these are the things that I wanted in my life. And because I wanted them and I was open to allowing them to happen for myself, they were given to me. They were supposed to be given to me. I asked and I received. And never once was I allowed, allowing myself to receive them the way that they were offered. 
So here I am challenging my belief that I am worthy. Why am I worthy? Because I am worthy. Okay. Now I may challenge your belief in what I'm about to say. I am a believer that we are all sons of God, right? We are created in God's image. And who, what kind of a God would it be if he created us to be less than he is, right? So we are worthy of greatness. We are worthy of happiness. We are worthy of joy and expansion and all of these amazing things because we are created in God's image. So why would we think that we are unworthy of this? Well, let's go back to our childhood. Let's go back to the situations that happened in our life that allowed us to create these thoughts, which created these beliefs. What happened when we were a kid? Okay, well, I'll start with me. The first time I can remember of myself being unworthy. Oh my gosh, does it start like five, six, seven different flashes happen in my mind because I kept creating these things. I kept creating proof. Okay. So the first one, my mom left when I was a year and a half that proved to me that I was unworthy of my own mother, the woman who created me, the woman who gave me life. I was unworthy. I was not enough. I was unlovable because she couldn't even stick around. And when I was a year and a half, I didn't understand that. Okay, I didn't understand that. But these situations give us these tools to go on. So as we grow older, we start putting two and two together. Oh, okay, this happened. So that means this. All right. So then cut to, you know, when I got a little bit bigger and now my father had remarried and I have two step siblings, which I never considered my step siblings because they were all I knew I was that young and they hated me because I was little. And my parents said, you have to help her. She's small. So that belief in my head meant that if I always played small, I never have to work hard and people won't hate me. Okay, there's another belief. And then as I got older and I went into school and I never did any sports and I never did anything because I never wanted to step out of my box because I was afraid to fail. So I'm standing here on the playground and I was picked last because nobody knew my abilities. Nobody knew if I was a good athlete or not. They just assumed because I was small and I was never a joiner that I could not. So that allowed me to think that I wasn't good enough. Nobody wanted me to play with them because I was not good enough. So why should I have things? Why should I have fun? Why should I have friends? Because I'm not good enough. There's another belief that I allowed myself to think. Now, not one of these thoughts are true. Not one of them. And it wasn't until I am here. It wasn't until I was this years old that I realized that I could take those beliefs that I thought and ask myself, is this true? Without a shadow of a, of a doubt, can I prove that these thoughts are true? And if you, in your mind, have any doubt, that thought is not true. Okay? So it was not true that I am unworthy of love and that I am not enough because my mom left me. That had nothing to do with me. That had everything to do with her and what she was going through and what my parents were going through. And that was the only way she knew how. That had nothing to do with baby Colleen. The fact that my, my siblings hated me because I was small had nothing to do with Colleen, little baby Colleen. That had everything to do with the fact that they didn't want to do extra work. 
Who does when they're a kid? But in my head, those beliefs are what I found. So now I could turn these beliefs around and say, oh my God, what an amazing life I have lived. I've been giving opportunities because of how worthy I am and because I am enough and because I am creative and because I am talented and because I am kind and because I am a good person. I was given the opportunity of my first job. I was given the opportunity to further my education and become an instructor. I was given the opportunity to have a home and a life and a love because I am worthy and I am enough. So this is how you challenge your beliefs in your life. This is how you become that investigative reporter, that journalist, that person who figures out that, you know what, God, I am an incredible person. I have been given this opportunity to expand. I've given this opportunity to live my life to the fullest because I am worthy. I am loved. So I'm going to ask you this. When was the last time you challenged your beliefs? When was the last time you changed your, your mind about yourself and about your situation and allowed yourself to grow? My name is Colleen Pokish, and I'm asking you to choose mindset over matter, madness, every single time. I hope you join me next week. I hope that you consider challenging your limited beliefs and finding your worthiness because we are in this together and we are responsible for living amazing lives. And if you'd like to follow me on Facebook or Instagram, I am there as Colleen Pokish. Or if you'd like to schedule a clarity call, message me. I would love to do that for you. I hope that you have the most amazing day and I hope that you enjoy this life that you've been given. Until next time, I hope you join me soon.